Welcome aboard the Ark. You're listening to The 100 Podcast, the show about CW sci-fi series, The 100. I'm Dan, your mountain man, and today I'm joined by my favorite grounder, Olga. Hey everybody, today we're discussing Season 4, Episode 8, entitled God Complex. Something I know a lot about, because I read about it, not because I have one. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, uh, okay, so we've been away for many moons. Uh, obviously, the show has been, too, but we took a long time to get this out. Um, we are what you may call procrastinators. <laughs> well, that's a simplification it of what is. happened. Uh, I mean, honestly, like, you know, I've been open talking a lot of Jasper stuff. I went through a kind of a rough patch with my mental state. Um, then Olga got sick. I got really sick to the point yeah. where I was like, this is the flu. And then I was like, this is not the flu, but mm. it wasn't fun. Yeah. But then it was Easter and yeah. Passover yeah. and it was just. It was also with the break. It like once we got a little bit behind, it was just kind of easy to just be like, well, we're so behind now and we have time to put it off. And so basically what we decided to do was uh, try to get this out the Monday before the show can return to sort of refresh people on what had happened in the previous episode. Yeah. It was also good for us to wait this long, I feel like, because now I, we just rewatched it right the right before the right. new episode's coming out. It's not like what we usually do where, oh, it premieres that week. And then we rewatch it before we record, maybe the day before we record. And if we hadn't recorded, you know, if we'd watched yeah. it and didn't record, yeah. then I would have forgotten everything. Yeah, it was really good to have a refresher. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that preamble over, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Title fight. Ready? Yeah, I, I was ready. <laughs> I was waiting. Yes. I, I don't All right. Know. Title <laughs> fight. It's our fun new segment where we talk about the title. And I wrote, so we're talking about God Complex. First of all, like, did you have, what was your thought process about what what this meant to begin with? And then I'll read a little thing that I found. I mean, I always thought that the God Complex was someone who had, like, such a high opinion of themselves Mm -hmm. that they kind of thought that they were or are in control of not just, like, their circumstances, Mm -hmm. but other people's circumstances and, and feel like they're qualified to make make those decisions so not just one of those things of like oh no i'm put in this position but also like yeah i'm the right person to make these decisions yeah and it's something i mean i think it's it's certainly an extension of arrogance and i think it also like when when you hear the word god in it you to a lot of times i think what you think is someone who you know decides who lives and dies who uh, you know, is playing God potentially, yeah. um, and is like trying to, you know, defy the laws of nature in some way. And a lot of fiction and stuff, not necessarily in real in life. Fi- yeah, I was yeah, gonna say um, in real life, it's more something that is used as a connotation of someone who yeah. is in a position of power, mm-hmm. but then like takes it to, yeah, like it, it gets an even higher opinion of themselves because yeah. of their somewhat influential nature. and i mean i feel like anyone who like wants to be president or wants to you know hold a high office. This has to straddle this line to some degree because they believe yeah. that that if they're in charge, they do a better job than anybody else. Yeah, and that like takes a level of arrogance. Arrogance. Um, yeah, but no matter how good you pr- think, uh, yeah. I mean, in my opinion, no matter how good you think a president is, I'm like, gotta be kind of a cocky person to think yeah. that you can run one of the yeah, most I mean, influential I, countries in the world. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even specifically calling out Trump. I I just kind of mean that you know, in general, general. That's what yeah. I'm saying. No matter how much you like the person yeah. or don't, <laughs> yeah. I believe it. Yeah. So, um, so I, re- you... I yeah, I did a little bit of extra reading on this, and I found a, a little blurb I wanted to read from highability.org. 
Um, they say, for some people with exceptional abilities, the realization that they are, in fact, more capable in many ways than ordinary people can lead to a distorted sense of entitlement and self-concept, a deep sense that they really are better than everyone else in some ways that are not justifiable. Interesting. Yeah. And I think that that can certainly... Uh, it can certainly apply to Clark at times, I mm-hmm. think. You know, that yes, he is more capable, and, and but but maybe not to the degree that he thinks he is, you yeah. know? Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I would say this also applies to Jaha. Definitely Jaha, yeah. Um, it, in several ways. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially since lately he is also the voice of relig- of like spirituality and religion yeah that's an interesting combo uh, and also like he's certainly been trying to move away from it as far as letting clark do her thing but just helping her along the mm-hmm. way um but yeah I, I think he's definitely had that in in his past and uh yeah yeah all right should we just talk in general for overall thoughts on the episode uh let's do that definitely um, so I thought this was a really solid episode. I don't really have that many complaints. I mean, I think we, we have, we have our own, uh, go float yourselves of the week, which we'll come back to later. Mm-hmm. And there were, so there were a few character, uh, characters that we had some <laughs> issues with. Right. But I think all three major plot lines were quite strong in their own ways. Man, did they fit a lot in this episode. Yeah. But at the same time, it didn't feel overstuffed. You know, mm. like it didn't feel like they failed in addressing all these things if that makes sense like wow how did they manage to have all this happen and yet i felt like oh but the timing makes sense like i don't feel like they're rushing through these scenes or that uh, they're not getting their due course of running of character development or emotional development Mm. so that's something pacing is something that we've always kind of worried about with the hundred but i think this episode was actually really well paced and we'll obviously get into this more as we get into those particular plot lines, but I I will say that for me, and I don't know if this is necessarily uh, an issue with the show as much as my own feelings, uh, I felt like the ending was kind of a little bit deflating. Like, I wasn't excited by the discovery of the bunker, and I yeah. wasn't excited by Abby destroying the machine, uh, yeah. beyond even just the character stuff, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. but like... We had had this great buildup and this intense stuff going on, and then okay, this great storyline at at the lab is just kind of done now, and yeah. instead we're going to this bunker storyline, which in theory seems a lot like what we were already dealing with with the arc, which is like oh, but we don't have enough resources, oh, but we might not have enough room for enough people, and then right. it's like didn't we do this already? Yeah, it feels a little bit like a rehash, and yeah. I'm kind of left with, que- I'm I'm just kind of left with well. They better answer these questions in the next episode. Yeah. Um, not so much because I don't think that they will answer them, yeah. but I just like it, it. It's how you said where I'm like, it's supposed to be a positive note, but we've seen enough failed attempts yeah. <laughs> at saving people um, that we're like, how is this different? Yeah. And I mean, I don't. So what it comes down to is I believe that they'll find a way to make, make this exciting. Yeah. I am not yet excited though like i didn't end the episode being like like i i think they'll they'll switch my feelings in the next episode probably i'm sure but i end this episode being like okay like i don't want next season to be in a bunker <laughs> you know like i'm not excited about this being the solution i will say the one potential positive thing about this is that you know if they set up all this all the politics and stuff of who are we gonna save who we're we not gonna save and then blowing up the arc made it kind of easy for them right and so now mm-hmm. this could potentially be like be able to follow through 
on the stuff that they had built up earlier in the season. About uh, saving everybody? No, but like, who do we choose? That who like who who can fit in there? So that's what's very strange yeah, to me is I that. I don't understand how they're all expected to survive in there with with uh, like limited resources. Yeah, like their li- resources and... are even more limited. And and the the thing that we are fall like settling in on is mm. that better mean that there's technology like the whatever the they, water generator, yeah, the water generator purifier, whatever mm. that exists in this bunker yeah. like that has to be true basically uh, yeah. i'm also unclear know. on how, like quite how large this bunker is because i'm like i especially if they had to have a decoy bunker like i can't believe that like all grounders can come into this bunker right which then comes back to the, some of the same issues that we were dealing with before and... well well i think a nice simplification that i feel like they addressed is a lot of grounders died in the black rain and now there's less of them but also it's like well maybe the ones who survived are also the more violent ones and that means that they're going to have to settle their conflicts to be able to cohabitate in this bunker yeah and slash convince people to go in the bunker i I don't know I, i i this is more about like what we feel will be addressed as the plot in the yeah. coming episode. The thing is, I'm I'm sure some of these things were probably uh, like at least hinted at a little bit more in the promo for this coming episode. But a I, I you know I never play close attention to the promos because I don't want to know that much of what's coming. Mm-hmm. And b we I mean now it's been a you know a month or whatever, and I haven't gone back and rewatched it because I don't want to. Yeah. Um. So you know that is that. Shall we yeah, begin? So if you do know what happens <laughs> yeah. in the promos, I have looked into it and what we just discussed was highly unnecessary <laughs> okay but like now. this podcast in general Aww, no. <laughs> don't don't be mean to us <laughs> all <Dan>. right <laughs> alley island alley island all righty over on alley island this week bayless dies or fake bayless dies yeah. in a very upsetting way yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember the first time watching it, like, oh, oh, is this gonna work? It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I was impressed about like how quickly they figured out that Amori was lying. Like a- a- after the previous episode, I thought this would be sort of a, a secret that would last a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, but it was you know very quickly. Oh, you know, you let us kill this guy. We don't even know who he is. I anticipated it for a bit being he survives, but then they realize that Amori lied to them mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he tells them mm-hmm. and that causing drama and a rift of trust or whatever. But yeah, they went much farther than that, yep. much more violent <laughs> than that, which I should not be surprised by. <laughs> yep, for sure. Um, so, yes, yeah, so he is decided on being the one who's next because she's a liar you know, liars must die. It is uh, somewhat reminiscent of how easy it was to float people back on the Ark. It's like, oh, you do one thing out of line. Well, we don't, you have too many people anyway, so you might as well kill you. (laughs) Yeah, this entire season is kind of about, while they're very separate so often, it Mm. is about Clark turning into Jaha. And it's like, maybe we can't help Maybe this is where leadership in dire circumstances goes. It's like you start off on the far yeah. edges and then you're pushed into this ex- yeah. extreme center. Yeah. I don't know. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become Mount Weather. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, so I, there was one little line that I wanted to uh, sort of talk a little bit more about because as far as um, Roan calling Amoria Frigdrena 
and Raven sort of taking issue with that and be like, don't call her that. Yeah, interrupting him. Yeah. It, it was a nice moment mm-hmm. for Raven. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was cool because, you know, I, I, like I missed some stuff when I'm live tweeting and stuff and uh, rewalking. I was like, oh, it makes sense. You know, not even just because Raven is, you know, like a nice person who wouldn't want people mistreated. Mm-hmm. Also that he can have some level of kinship with Amari as far as they're both dealing with physical disabilities. Yeah, it's it's a um, uh, it's a moment of standing up for herself as well as yeah. Amori. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Again, the you know, ab- against an ableist. Yeah. Person. And I mean it is it's a little bit different cuz the freak drain is specifically built around mutation or whatever, but it, I feel like he can still feel kinship there. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yep. Um so then we have Luna uh who does who you know I, I sort of have some issues with how Luno's handled in this whole thing because she was so not an entity last week. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, after Bayless dies, she's like, I'm not giving any more blood. Like, screw you people. Mm-hmm. You're I'm, not using my yeah. my night blood, which is a curse yeah. to kill others. And, like, it just feels weird to me because we didn't get to see her, I, how she felt bleeding into them using Bayless. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, wouldn't she have said this stuff already? And yeah. if you want, you can fill in some gaps and be like, well, she understands that he was a terrible person and is willing to, like, he's like, I don't want innocent people to die, but Bayless wasn't innocent. Right. Um, and then seeing him actually die was, like, changed your mind. It's but, almost like Abby was the only one who was shown as conflicted in the yeah. previous episode, but I feel like they they could have had a Luna-Abby conversation in there as well. Yeah. But maybe they would have felt like it was redundant or repetitive to do that but i'm like but it would also enhance luna's character more so i i think it was one of those just budgetary issues yeah you know where it's like they couldn't have luna in the episode right right yeah Um, so roan takes luna down but only after she pummels him a little bit too (laughs) yeah that was a nice little moment not sure how her hip is injured you think I, so I was trying to remember. You would thought it was because of all the bone marrow stuff. I think that it's. I thought that it was because they took a bit of her bone marrow already, and yeah. you have to drill into. Yeah, and I, I guess I had I had vaguely remembered her getting shot during the drone situation, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe you're right that it was a, a bone marrow. It might have been a kind of a, like an issue of both of the things, but maybe yeah. I I just was like, when did yeah. she get shot? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, they take her down and uh, they're, they, you know, they knock her out and they strap her down to take her bone marrow. Raven, again, coming in with yep. a great moment yep. and saying, you're going to strap her down and take her bone marrow. Welcome to Mount Weather. Yeah. Which is something that's been bothering me a lot. I'm like, mm-hmm. how are they not realizing that they are like Mount Weather? And yeah. Having shades similar, of yeah. Mount Weather. Yeah. Uh, throughout this plot yeah and i i think it's interesting because i definitely saw some people when i was live tweeting and stuff being like that was way too on the nose that was like making subtext text and it wasn't necessary and Mm -hmm. then other people arguing well it's for the casual viewer who might not realize the the parallels or whatever my feelings are like okay like we were getting that already Mm -hmm. to some degree um i I do think i mean i want to point out i think us, us really thinking about it was partially because we had a listener pointed out in an email mm-hmm. a few weeks back. Um, but I, no matter what, whether we got it or we didn't get it, I think it was important in world for her to say it. Yeah. You know, I think it was important that it would be weird if Raven seeing this happen when it almost happened or did happen to her, right? She, yeah. Um, 
didn't say anything and also that Clark needs to hear it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's I, I think it's a realistic way of talking. Mm. I mean, maybe not the like arguably quippy nature yeah. of it sometimes. And also the fact but... that it like cut to commercial after that. Like, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So obviously that's <laughs> yeah. not how life works. We yeah. don't cut to commercial. <laughs> um, but in the sense of like, yeah, well, we talk about our past experiences. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So we I, I really, callbacks. I didn't mind it at all. I thought it was made sense. And yeah, it was I did too. Yeah. Uh, so then we have a nice moment with Roan trying to comfort Clark. They have a really interesting connection. Um, I hope that it stays platonic. And I know you were saying that you kind of hope Roan is gay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because now I'm like, I mean, I don't know how they would like what, make do that without it feeling like fan service arguably i i, I mean know. honestly like it's hard for me to see roan in any like romantic sense because they I just mean. haven't at all yeah um like i almost would prefer it like i i don't think i ever want him in any romantic situation but i would be totally fine with him like getting up from sex with a guy you know what i mean yeah. like pull like a bellamy season one but it just happens to be with a guy and it's casual. or a bellamy next episode yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think that that would be kind of cool. Yeah. I, 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 he just doesn't seem like the shippy character to me. Yeah, I mean, that's why I never understood people who were shipping Roan with Clark. Yeah. Not never understood, more more just like can't root for that. Yeah, I just really like them as people who respect each other. Yeah, and yeah. But, but Roan aside, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, it would be nice if someone was in a relationship again. But yeah. That's, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um,. All right, so Ron comforts Clark, and then he says, basically, you know, they'll thank you if it works. If it doesn't, you'll die knowing you did everything you could to save your people. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of, he's blunt as always, to a degree, but uh, he makes good points here. Yeah, not super um, comforting, yeah. but he knows he's not good at comforting Clark. <laughs> yeah. It's just a very nice moment of, yeah. like, conflicted leaders. Uh, Roan definitely does exist more in the black and white yeah. than Clark does, but... Mm. He he acknowledges the gray. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. I'm I'm good with this interaction. Yeah. I like their every time they're in the same sit, like setting as each other. Yeah. They have these like deep conversations. Yeah. yeah, it's great. And I think you know I, I feel like earlier on in the season I was like I I'm kind of bored with Roan as the king. You know, like when he was just kind of in Polis and doing whatever. But as mm-hmm. soon as he like came to confront uh arcadia and everything and they had that first talk and then his episode with bellamy i feel like mm-hmm. he's been they've done such a good job with him yeah i agree yeah. i agree yeah. good old zach mcgowan um so then we go over to amori and john talking to each other all you know Chain, chained up or we're tied to yeah. that rail yeah. and murphy is like oh his wrists were so like yeah. i don't know like torn up from pulling yeah. at the shackles and and amori just wants him to stop yeah. and give up it's a great episode for both actors, I think. Yeah. You know, and it's a great, you know, I I didn't really root for that couple that much when the season started. And, and you know, her being like, you need to play along with this. They, I don't want them, to, you know, to, to pick you next. I think it was a really great romantic moment for them. Yeah, you, you were saying, like, I don't know how much more they can do yeah. with them. And I'm like, well, here you go. <laughs> they, yeah. They're they giving, giving I love, you an answer. I love being proven wrong week after week. <laughs> I don't know. I don't always like being right about this show. I mean, you have the thing of like, oh, yeah, I was right. I'm so great. But then it's like, but I like being surprised. I don't like predictability very much. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, she wants 
Murphy to play nice so yeah. that he survives this. She's kind of given up. Yeah. But she loves him and wants yeah. doesn't want him to be next. Yeah. Which I'm like, I don't know. I feel like he's kind of done enough to already <laughs> be next. Be next. Even yeah. if it like if he goes does a 180, yeah. I don't think that'll <laughs> yep. save him. But fortunately, he ain't about to do a 180. <laughs> yeah. So you want to read the quote that he says to Clark? Yeah. Um, so after they knock Amori out and take her away, um, he says, maybe you've forgotten that the last time you were saving us, I was saving you. Which I think was a great, nice callback. This episode is so good for continuity. Yeah. Right? It really calls back to so many different episodes, so many different seasons. This is a season that I feel like really could have been the last in a lot of ways because it is so about calling back to season one and, right. you know, coming full circle. and Character development is yeah. really strong this season, yep, in my yep, opinion. Yep. Um, but at the same time, I think <laughs> we're good with this being maybe like the way you say, yeah. oh, this could be the last season is because we can't really picture what season five is yeah and i think that some degree you know i they weren't sure when they were writing this whether it would be last i assume and so i think that they were trying to infuse this stuff with a little bit of of that possibility well see this here i think is a good less on the nose callback Mm. of like yeah even though i feel aware and i knew murphy was there with clark in the previous season's finale Mm. this is like putting her morality of I'm just trying to save everybody. I'm doing what I can yeah. to save everybody. Yeah. The her her justi- justification yeah. at all times. Yeah. There's Murphy putting that out there. Yeah. And I think it was I mean that was the point when they were talking back and forth that was like, "Okay, Clark, if you actually think you're doing the right thing, this is when you have to sacrifice yourself." And mm-hmm. then I was like very happy with you know, she does decide right. to inject herself. And I'm like, this is when you become like an actual hero. And a true, you know, you know. leader we can root for. Yeah, someone who know. is willing. I root for Clark, you know, if, Yeah, I know. I mean, I agree. Yeah. But she was certainly in the gray area to yeah. an extreme degree, and especially in this episode. Yeah. And I think that this was really necessary to make her not just a, a you know, a logical leader, but someone who's heroic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like we can't blame her for doing the potentially morally wrong thing of kidding of killing Bayless because mm. Amori lied to her. Yeah. But then it becomes like it does feel wrong to do that to Amori yeah. for something that she, like out of it was her fear. Yeah, self-preservation. Yeah, 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 and her deception. It's like yeah. that seems like a forgivable thing, yeah. but they're in a between a rock and a hard place. So yeah. if Clark hadn't sacrificed herself, I think it would be a lot harder for me to see her as a hero yeah yeah afterwards i agree agree. even if it worked um yeah i same like i want to see her as noble and she is yeah so we have you know she calls back to she says you know i bear it so they don't have to Mm -hmm. um which calls back to the season two finale um where we have dante saying that when he doesn't want to leave mount weather because he's like you know they can go forward my people can leave uh, but I know what I did and I mm-hmm. have to bear that for them. And I'm, you know, it's sort of, you know, self-sacrificial thing. Yeah. And it's interesting because it also, that to a degree kind of reminds me of Jaha staying back on the Ark and everything mm-hmm. too. Um, All of these leaders, to be a leader means, or in the world of the hundred, to mm-hmm. be a worthy leader yeah. means to be be willing to sacrifice yourself yeah well i I think it's a little bit more than that too because so we so then clark repeats it at the end of the season too Mm -hmm. you know she she kind of learns from dante and she won't go back into arcadia and she's like i don't deserve to celebrate Mm -hmm. you know 
This I'm, isn't a victory. Yeah, like I'm glad that I, that they're happy and that We're they're alive. yeah, and that that they're not that my people aren't feeling the weight of this, but someone has to because what we did was wrong. Yeah. Um it, it's specifically about the weight bearing the weight yeah. of one's decisions yeah. and consequences of one's actions. Yeah. And so I do think to a certain degree um this callback and that line her, from her was a little bit a little bit forced because um, it doesn't quite it's not quite the same thing right no. um, as far as he is now he you know what really what in some ways really would have fit the callback would be if they did do it to Amori and she's like well I'm not injecting myself with night blood you know like I'm gonna die here but you guys can survive right you know oh like, I see if, what you're if, yeah, if they saved Amori if, if Amori it worked they did it on Amori and it worked mm-hmm. and Clark is like yeah, but what we, but because we, I injected her, yeah, I don't deserve yeah. this. I'm the one who was willing to do this. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I I don't think. But I, I don't think it has to be a one one right. one to one connection. Because before and... before it was the weight of morality. Now it's like the yeah. weight of the brunt of the pain. Yeah. The, the risk. Yeah. yeah. So and I think that a little bit more literal. And it makes sense that that was on her mind after Raven brought up Mount Weather. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. think of that. Yeah. That's so, good. So there you go. For those yeah. saying like, oh, this was yeah. so on the nose. Like, yeah. Well, here's a reminder of what Clark learned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it reminds the character, not just the viewer. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, yep. So, Clark in graphs. She's making night blood. She's about yeah. to get in the machine. And now for my go float yourself of the week. <laughs> I'm doing jazz hands. I know it's a podcast, but that's what's making Dan laugh. Um, well, also your voice. And my voice. <laughs> What voice? I always talk like this. Uh, Abby goes and smashes the machine, the radiation machine, mm-hmm. to pieces. And I'm just so angry <laughs> at that. But I have to say, mm-hmm. I was kind of angry at Abby earlier already, even yeah. before she smashed the machine. Yeah. And that's because she's holding the needle of Nightblood. She's weighing... Like, I can't do... She even says, like, I can't do this. She can't yeah. kill... R- try what she thinks is kill Amori. Yeah. Because she was already struggling with it with Bayless. Yeah. The previous episode. Well, yeah, and even in this episode, you mentioned how, you know, as soon as Bayless starts freaking out, she's like, we have to get him out. We have to get we him have out. To get him out. It's like, it's not safe. Yeah. But she doesn't do what Clark is willing to do. She doesn't inject herself with yeah. the night blood. And I think that would have been a way better character moment mm. for abby yeah maybe it would have made clark not be able to have this callback yeah. of to mount weather and that would have sucked yeah but also like it feels like a strange choice for abby to not want to be sacrificial yeah. i i sense. think honestly i think that there were a few character weirdnesses here specifically to serve our protagonist making the choice and it being a choice that nobody else was willing to make, mm-hmm. right? So that she stands above. Um, because in some ways, I'm like, if Raven is like so morally high ground, is like, oh yeah, of course you're gonna do this, and I can't believe you did that to Luna, and I can't believe you're gonna kill Amori or whatever, and then she's not even willing to talk about volunteering herself. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and again with Abby, it's like. Abby, you know that you might be dying already. It makes yeah, sense. Th- that was the other thing of like. <laughs> People are reasoning away. Well, the reason she was so emotionally unstable and smashed the machine is because of her own hemorrhage yeah. in her brain. But I'm like, right. But also, why didn't the other part of it win out? Yeah. Of, I'm dying. This is yeah. happening. I need to protect 
Also, so doing this does kill Clark because yeah. then there's no way to survive. Exactly. As opposed to if you really want to save Clark, be like, no, I'm going to do it. To see if it works. Yeah. Because it's the only way to save And my then daughter. like, okay, maybe she doesn't think Clark will let her, but like at least let that be a conversation. And frankly, Clark totally would. Yeah. <laughs> like, she doesn't know her daughter very well. Clark yeah. would definitely Especially let if her she's mom. like, I'm dying anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, there's the whole thing. I mean, they brought it up this season with Roan, where she's like, I was going to let my mother die to stop Allie. Yeah. And I yeah, mean, like... and it, it traumatized her. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I don't think that person is gone from within yeah. Clark either. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, for the, this was a weird, like, back and forth thing of, well, this is better for Clark, but it makes Abby pretty unlikable yeah. in my point of view. Uh, it's interesting because when I first watched it, I didn't have nearly as strong feelings as you did. Uh, I was like, I get it. Like, she's making a really stupid choice here, but she's, like, really an emotional state. Like, a really upset... Like, her brain is all over the place. Yeah. And... She did have that vision of Clark. Yeah. Which, again, if you had a vision of Clark having all these, like, boils on her face, then maybe... Do the thing that stops that from happening. In general, in general, of like as the wave comes, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. This is something that bothered me from the get-go. And yeah. on rewatch, I just found more yeah. stupidity from yeah. Abby. And it is, I think it is, a. Fr- it, it's always been kind of an interesting thing that like Clark is the stronger one of the two of them. Yeah. But it's kind of getting to an annoying point where it's like, Abby does this really stupid ass thing and Clark's mm-hmm. like comforting her. And I'm like, Abby, you're the fucking parent. Like, right? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, back yeah. in the old days of season one when Clark was the anyone had talked to my mom teen. <laughs> uh, Miss it sometimes. <laughs> Alright, Arcadia. Arcadia. Alright. Party Central. <laughs> what up? Well, before the party time, we have Harper and Monty. Funerals are parties. That's true. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> you sorry. do, you eat and you drink. Um alright, so Don't we're... you cry at parties? <laughs> Oh, God. Um, so Harper and Monty have this interesting little scene, uh, and I think they've been doing a great job building up Harper in this, you know, last couple episodes. Harper is very distraught after Lewis. She's drinking. Um, she's very depressed. And, you know, Monty's going off to help, you know, Jaha and Kane, which we'll get into in the Polis plotline. Mm-hmm. Uh but he's like, you know, I have to do my duty. And she's like, what's the point even? And Ten days to live. Yeah. She's like, see you if you come back. I mean, when? You oh, know? awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was a really solid, you know, quick, easy way to show you where her mental state was. Yeah. yeah. I, li- I liked it a lot. Yeah. She's getting such great development this season. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. On her own. Yeah. Even um, though it's, yes, it is, like, most of her conversations are in relation to Monty. Yeah. It's still her development. Yeah, but yeah, and the thing is, like, I think that scene was about Harper. It wasn't, like, it was also about their relationship, but it was more specifically about Harper. Right. Um, I just meant in the where does she appear often. And I also think that, like, it was the first scene where it was, like, it wasn't a Monty-Harper relationship scene that was about Monty. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, so I think that they're they're definitely getting in, in a good zone. Yeah. Um, yup. So then over to Jasper and Bellamy's little day trip. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, So basically, you know, Jasper's being Jasper and being like, fuck the black rain, I'm going out to get some drugs. And <laughs> Bellamy's like, no, I don't want to carry your back, your body back. And he's like, well, I'm wiry. so it's I'm nothing. pretty light. <laughs> I like that. Again, it's this thing of 
of Jasper basically saying, like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. It's not, it's about enjoying what time I have left. Yeah. You're the one who's incapable of understanding that. Yeah. So I kind of want to read through some of these things, like some of the quotes and stuff, and then mm-hmm. have a bigger discussion about this as first. So Jasper has this, this quote where he says, the clock is ticking and it has been ever since we landed on this terrible, beautiful planet. I love how, how he says yeah. it too. So, so, I mean, the actor is amazing. Um, they get the day trip nuts, which is a nice, uh, call back to season one again. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, he also calls back to now all we have left is do whatever the hell you want. And that being the cheer. Yeah. Season one slogan in almost a way. Yeah. But, which um, was mm-hmm. super eye rolly back yeah. then. And I'm like, who would have thought that it felt so Poignant, ominous yeah. and uh, unpleasant to hear. Well, it's now. kind of like how they twisted, uh, radioactive. In oh the, yeah. yeah you know it's kind of nice yeah. man they're really like yeah. all right season one let's um, make it better <laughs> retro <yeah>. retrospectively <laughs> so i mean you know basically like you were saying he's talking about you know everything's gonna end i've accepted that it's about the journey mm-hmm. and so the thing that's really interesting about this it's interesting on so many levels because you know that quote about the clock is ticking right it applies to just normal life. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how they're they're using, and I don't think this is necessarily unique, but they're doing it in a really nice way as far as using the, the world being, you know, coming to an end as sort of a, a heightened way, a heightened sci-fi way of just talking about life in general and what mm-hmm. really matters in life and mm-hmm. what you do with your life. And, you know, do you sit around and sulk and look back at your mistakes and, you know, try everything you can to get every drop you can out of life or do you just live it? Well, and, or it, you know. specifically every drop you can out of life, meaning like make it as long yeah. as possible yeah. of like living in that middle ground just yeah. to keep living versus yeah. making it, even if it's short and yeah. sweet, at least it's Maybe something. life should be about more than just survival. <laughs> right. What yeah. was it that Abby says that was what Cain said? Um, first we survive, then we find our humanity again. Yeah, it's yeah. always it's always about this, just like survival, yeah. Yeah. fun, humanity. <laughs> we'll figure all well, that stuff out later. It, I mean, it's so it's so interesting because because Jasper is in such a messed up mental state, but he's kind of right. You know, like it's such yeah. a weird thing to be like, I don't, I, I'm like. Like, I thought this was a really interesting plot line, but I'm also just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel about Jasper right? anymore. Right? <laughs> me neither. Because part of me agrees. Like, yeah, but, you know, yeah, it's a life, making your life worth living. Yeah. But also, it's not like I'm going to, like, drop everything from my own life yeah. and just do what's fun for the short term. Yeah, yeah. Know? I mean, it's... it's I mean, because, like, the, yeah, the greater idea of, you know, live, you know, actually, like, live in the moment, live make the, make moment. the journey good. And, and it's mm-hmm. interesting because it also kind of a, a lot of times applies to television, too, where it's like, okay, maybe you didn't like this final season or you didn't like the series finale, but the journey was still worth it. Right. That's what um, I would say of, like, a lot of the time I don't care about spoilers yeah. unlo- because oftentimes how you get to the end is what yeah. really matters. Yeah. And so... I, I don't know. It's just such a weird thing because it's also like, okay, maybe what you do with the journey matters, but also is is that like, is the answer to that go drink and do drugs and have sex? I don't know. You know, like, I feel uh, like in quote, some, destructive behavior. Yeah, or just hedonis, hedonistic, hedonistic behavior. Hedonistic, yeah. And, and I think it's whereas, or should you try everything you can to help other people? Because Bellamy is not just trying to eke out every bit of life that he can for himself he's doing it for the people he cares about so that they can have lives yeah and so i I think it's it's Mm. a weird back and forth but it does feel like general like on a grander scale jasper is kind of more right here 
And I do want to give them credit as far as we were saying, oh, Jasper feels repetitive. Mm -hmm. This is a different spot for him. And it is almost like he's changed and maybe grew out of his depression in a weird way. But he's still completely just like, whatever, dude. Yeah, (laughs) nihilistic isn't quite the right word either, but a little bit. Because the way I see it is it's like someone with a terminal disease. And it's like, well, there could be like, 15 experimental studies out there in the world that could maybe give you a little bit more time or potentially even a chance of a cure but the side effects might like ruin you or give you make you sick whatever time you have left and it seems like that's where they're going with the next episode right versus oh i'm i have like three months left I'm not going to spend them in a hospital. I want yeah. to travel the world and do let's, whatever let's I can. Let's live it up. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, for every individual, there's a different answer. You yeah. Know? But the weird thing about the weird thing that makes it more complicated than that, though, is that it's more like someone was suicidal and then found out they, they had, had terminal had, illness. Yeah. And so I'm just like, okay, like if you were just someone who got a terminal illness and you decide I want to live it up, mm-hmm. I get that. But when you're someone who was suicidal and just like, hey, whatever, I'm like, I have an out. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm just like, I don't like what? <laughs> I don't know what to think about this. And it, I mean, what will be really interesting, you know, is it when he doesn't die? Well, and like what that? Like, yeah. What happens then? Let's say this bunker scenario. I mean, that's what next episode is. Yeah, so I don't yeah. really see more point of discussing. Yeah. But then it becomes all these people being like this is their experimental life-saving treatment and it might actually give them a shot but quality of life how good is it gonna be i mean it is interesting because are we gonna have him we're gonna have another thing of oh jasper might die (laughs) you know like probably i I don't see how we can't yeah no i guess i mean as far as like this could be again the season where they actually kill him but it's also like, but again, I again, I don't think they should because I want to see what happens when he survives again. <laughs> I know? mean, it would be great if they did show yeah. his recovery yeah. from the depths of despair. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah. I think it would be really great messaging, frankly. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I don't even know if it's the recovery that I I need to see as much as just what that does to him when he he thought he had an out and then he loses it especially because we know we know he couldn't commit suicide right even if he wanted to yeah i Um, agree all right so now we're gonna throw in a little drop of shipping for you yep um as bellamy you know sort of takes jasper's words to heart and he's hanging out with brie the uh, cheese there's still a lot of cheese on the ark it's brie larson captain marvel's hanging out on the hundred this week how many brie puns are we gonna make (laughs) Um, she's she's, a... she's the girl from those who remember this uh, from Bellamy's threesome back in season one. Yep. <laughs> great season one references. I feel like the, I feel like the writers were like really proud of themselves for bringing her back. <laughs> like, well, the other girl is dead, so. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they were like, oh, remember her threesome? <laughs> and now uh, she's still into Bellamy all this time later. I mean, it totally makes sense that they're back to the whatever the hell we want idea, yeah, right? Yeah. And um. And a lot of, you know, shippers were very quick to point out how much he looked like Clark and what that meant for Bellamy. Yeah. Um, I see it as she looks more like Danny from Game of Thrones <laughs> than Clark. That's funny. But yeah, I definitely, I do think it was intentional to have her look somewhat like Clark. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, it is what it is. He can go have sex. I don't care, Bellamy. Do what you need to do. Yeah. Um, she, she had sex with Nyla. It is, it is what it is. 
Yeah. Oh, never mind. I was going to make a very bad joke. Okay, Polis it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if this episode gets an explicit tag. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Polis. Can can I just say, yeah. you were saying while we were rewatching how much you love the dichotomy between uh, Ali Island and Becca's Lab, yeah. specifically Becca's Lab and mm. Polis. It's like yeah. clean and uh, like blue. blue and cool yeah. tones and all of this and very like sterile. Yeah. And then Polis, which is like grungy and dirty and, and violent. And red and orange and yeah, fire. And just the flickering, the lighting differences are so stark. And But they're yeah. both these like highly tense scenarios yeah. where life is on the line yeah. in it's interesting. different ways. They're, yeah. just, they're just doing such a good job direction-wise, I feel like, for the majority of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Polis, so basically the way we get here is Jahi hears from Nyla, from the Ashes We Will Rise. I never thought when I originally saw the poster that from the Ashes We Will Rise would be such a big deal. <laughs> but, right, right. But, um, um, yeah, I should have seen it coming. <laughs> I mean, we'd seen um, Jaha holding the medallion yeah. in since they found the level 11 bunker yeah. to the point where I was like, this is probably going to still yeah. play a part eventually, yeah. but I didn't think it would lead to this. I mean, I, I, what, what I really mm. thought was going to happen is that we'd end up seeing survive, like yeah. descendants and survivors of, you know, of the doomsday cult, which now begs the question, are the grounders that? Yes, I yeah. think so. I think it's yeah. a mix of people who survived the radiation yeah. and people who came out from underground. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, and of course, there's always weirdness with the, like if they are, if the grounders are those people, the fact that they like forgot that they're those people is a little bit convenient I, and I weird. Gen- but yeah. as far I, as far as yeah. the timeline goes, but whatever, I don't care. I, I've always had issues <laughs> yeah. with the timeline of yeah. this is just 150 yeah. years into the future. Yeah. Whatever it is, something to that degree. Some, even yeah. though it's like 50 yeah. years from yeah. the future, whatever. Um, all so. right. So Indra means up with punches. Kane. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> punches him down. Yep. No longer your friend, Kane. But so kind of. But We're frenemies. Frenemies. <laughs> the Kane and Indra show. <laughs> um, so she's mad at them for becoming an Asgeta's ally. She's still very focused in on that particular conflict. Well, which... Asgeta was burning down tree crew villages. Yeah, and attacked her embassy and killed mm-hmm. so many of them in general. Yep. Um, and I understand, so here's the thing, is I understand to some degree where she's coming from, especially it's in character, especially when she says like, we know what we want is a, a good death, a good warrior's death. And I think it's interesting as far as that that theme kind of kind of ties in with what Jasper's saying, just in the grounder culture, right? Where it's like, what's what we do with the time, remaining time we have? Mm-hmm. It's like, even though Asgeta, like, nobody's going to win in the end, we're going to do as much as we can in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also kind of ties back to Roan being like, you know, if Amori dies, saving everybody, it's a good death. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, so basically they were like, we need Gaia. Gaia helps them read the medallion, and then you know, basically they realize they need to go to the temple. And then there's the whole back and forth about, oh, will Asgeta let them go to the temple? The seal works, but Indra shoots them all. Indra loves guns now. <laughs> what a yeah. change of um, scenario or whatever. And so this is my go float yourself of the week mm-hmm. because I'm sorry, Indra, I love you, but go float yourself because if you hadn't done this, they wouldn't have sent reinforcements and that entire tension, like what's going to happen thing would not be necessary. You could have just walked by, mm-hmm. found the temple, and then if you if you were really like, oh, I don't want Asgeta finding it, then shoot them from behind or something. You know, yeah, like, <laughs> shoot them literally in the back. Buy yourself some time. Mm-hmm. That was really stupid. And just yeah. general, like, even though I could understand her this episode, it was really hard to root for her because she was so much against the bigger picture, 
you know? Yeah. And well, well, and that's where Kane is saying, what is it? Juice drain, juice down yeah. is going to be the end of us all. Mm. Like he, he feels that way. Mm. And, and Indra sure is speeding that up, yeah. <laughs> frankly. Um, so then Monty, you know, I love that Monty gets so much this season as far as he, he figures out that the slogan is actually an instruction. They get the 12th key and they find the bunker. Yeah. Which I, I think we've talked a lot about, Mario. This season was like the first time that Monty and Jaha were talking to each other, right? I believe so, yes. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> like such major players and mm. they didn't have interaction until season four. Mm-hmm. And now they're like Biffles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Biffles an interesting way. I mean, <laughs> I think they respect each other is what it really comes down to. You don't respect your Biffles, man? <laughs> oh, I need to send some texts. <laughs> All right. All right. So over in the dead zone, um, we have a few people this week. A bunch of Asgeta yeah. warriors. A bunch of Asgetas that got gunned down, and we got fake Bayless. So, you know. Bayless. Uh, <laughs> your fight hey. is over. Do we? Are we going to see the real Bayless? We have to, right? Uh, if he survives the season. I, I don't know that we do, honestly. Like, mm. at this point, I am starting to wonder if all the talk of, of Amori's other buyers and everything was just to set up her trickery, you know? I, I, how I, could I, she have anticipated it, though? What do you mean? How could she have anticipated? No, no, that's, I'm saying on the show. I'm saying all the talk, like, the fact that they brought up that she had other buyers, that mm-hmm. they knew there were other bad people on on the island, I think all might have just been built up show-wise to her being able to make this this lie. Yeah. Uh, and therefore almost get killed, you know? And so it's like, I thought that her peop- those people were going to be play a major role. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like they might just die in the radiation. And yeah. so I don't know. We'll We'll see. I still am kind of hopeful, but we don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. As usual. Hundred. <laughs> Continue to surprise me, please. Yes. All right. So we're gonna get into our feedback segment here. Unless you have anything else you want to say, Olga. I think I'm good. Cool. Should I bring back the voice? I don't remember what the voice was now. I'm just gonna talk funny for the rest of Like you always do. Aww. Um, all right. So if you want to contact us and be part of the feedback segment in the future, you can either tweet us at the one hundred podcast over on the tweeters. And also, we didn't include any tweets this week. We're trying to sort of make this a streamlined podcast because we're so late uh, as far as we just want this to be a quick refresher for people. Including um, ourselves. But usually, usually it will, we'll have more tweets and stuff. Also, you can check out our website, the100podcast.com. That has all our old episodes. It has links to our Twitter and different ways to subscribe and a contact form and everything. Um, you can also check out our Tumblr, the100-podcast.tumblr.com. I've gotten better at making sure that's up to date. You could email us at the100pod, that's just pod, not podcast, 100pod, at gmail.com. I've made that mistake before. <laughs> Uh, also please rate us or review us on itunes especially if you just have five seconds a rating just takes you just click a little star thing it's great we get happy it makes my day and then we can reach out to more people and we can find a larger audience Mm -hmm. you know if you want a review that's super awesome but again our rating is literally a click it takes five seconds guys please that'd be great in that vein i want to say a big thank you to sulky 22 and fiction boy for their very kind reviews over the past month or so thank you very much yes all right so i'm gonna read our bit of feedback that we got so this is from kelly uh kelly writes hey dan and olga i wanted to write in again to say i thought the most recent episode god complex was the strongest so far of season four 
What I appreciated in this episode is it seems like the crucial choice that has emerged is survival versus humanity. Mm-hmm. Specifically, which characters would sacrifice their humanity for their survival and which characters would sacrifice their survival for their humanity. Yep. On the survivalist side, we have characters like Jaha, Kane, and Monty entering another war zone to find the bunker solution. And on Science Island, we have characters like Clark, Roan, Miller, and Amori who are willing to put aside their humanity in order to find a medical solution. I would say Amori isn't so much willing to put aside as, like, I have to. So it's not me. I don't think, in general, I don't think Amori has changed in any way this season. She just is Amori. She just does whatever she can to survive at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I would put uh, Abby mostly on here, too. Yeah. Um, All right. But we also have characters like Luna, a pacifist, who refuses to participate in a survival plan that requires inhumane experiments on unwilling subjects. Murphy is another character who surprisingly chooses his humanity over survival after Amori suggests a plan for him to save himself mm. and he rejects it to beg for her life. That's a great that point. That is a really important point. Yes. Yeah. Um, Abby, like Murphy, also can't repress her own humanity when faced with a survival test which might kill the person she loves most. Mm-hmm. That is also a very good point. Yep. Back in Arcadia, the choice of humanity over survival is mostly represented in Jasper, who wants people to embrace their human desires rather than fret over survival. But characters like Jasper and also Octavia and Harper have also been so traumatized by the fight for survival that their humanity is just desperate for some relief. The two characters that are currently the most torn on the survival versus humanity divide are Bellamy and Raven. Bellamy mm-hmm. followed Jasper into the woods because he was not prepared to give up on his friend's survival. But later, Bellamy lets himself be drawn into rediscovering his humanity through pleasures. 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 Of Brie. Ew. <laughs> I enjoy Brie. <laughs> different kind. Raven, meanwhile, was very... I vo- enjoy the other Stop. kind. Stop. <laughs> Raven, meanwhile, is very vocally opposed to the Mount Weather-like experiments they were conducting in the lab, but ultimately did not attempt to sabotage the testing like Abby and Murphy, mm-hmm. as Dan yep. brought up. Yep. I'm hoping this theme and division between characters will continue into the last five episodes, because I think it's the strongest thread of season four. I also think it's kind of the thread of the entire series. Yeah. 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 But you're making great points for yes. sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been brought up since season one, episode one, <laughs> yeah. I believe, but I love how it's going strong and just getting better. Yeah, for sure. Is that the whole email? There is a PS that says that she loves our podcast (laughs) and apologizing for the long message, but we like messages, so no worries there. I believe she's also Sulky22. I think she's the one, one of the people who reviewed us. So thank you for that. If that's you. Yes, I think it is. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Okay. Because they're both Kelly. Okay. All righty. All right. Thank you so much. That's a great, you made a lot of great points. Yeah. Thank you for that email. Yeah. And we're just going to have one other little piece of feedback. We have a voice memo from Pedro, our favorite voice man. Well, our our main voice memo person. <laughs> I was going to say also our only voicemail person, but that doesn't take away. <laughs> it's how, like, Dan is his niece's favorite uncle. Yes. He's her only uncle, but he's also her favorite uncle. Yep. All right. Here we go on Pedro. Hi, Dan and Olga. This is Pedro recording from the Netherlands. So I've seen the last two episodes, 406 and 407. I think that maybe because of the news of the renewal of the season five, they step it up 
a little bit. I am really enjoying the new plot lines that are being created with Bellamy and Octavia and Jasper and Bellamy. And, and of course, the Iguaneda making this decision is something that in a way we were expecting, but the other way, she really had to do it and she did it. So now we'll have to see the consequences of that. Uh, honestly, really enjoying this season. Uh, I think I'm enjoying more than last season even and and really like your podcast and thank you for listening and may we meet again. Thank you so much, Pedro. I think what I really want to take from that is a little bit more of a, what are we thinking now with season four in general? Now that we have this little break, we can think back on it. Um, I think you and I have certainly had our issues with it as far as the sort of filler issues and the repetitive nature of, oh, we're going to try this thing and then we're going to try this thing. Mm -hmm. But I think the character work has been really solid. They've avoided any major controversies, which I really appreciate. And I think this season has just been consistently really strong, even if it hasn't been amazing in my book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the season has pleasantly surprised both of us. Yeah. Um, and I think we were both just like so scared about how we would feel after season three, after season three <laughs> of like whether or not we would find it enjoyable or whether we'd be caught in these greater implication yep. conflicts. And yep. it's nice to just be able to watch the show and take it for what it is within its world. Yeah. And I mean, at the same time, there is still stuff. I'm of, like, of I course. Think, yeah. And I but... think the Jasper stuff, especially, yeah. is one of the biggest things. I'm to... not saying there aren't yeah. still things we're relating back yeah. to our world, but yeah. it's back to how we can discuss the, its values of representation yeah. and social implications, but it's also like internal consistency yeah. and things yeah. like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So thank you so much, Pedro, for that. And before we end out, Olga. I have, what? I'm springing this on you. Oh, I so, know, I can see it on your face, what, what's so happening. So I have our, our fun new segment, oh. <laughs> hashtag endgame, okay. where we end the podcast with a game. Oh my god. <laughs> and so you I would to like- to go to the gym. Can we- <laughs> No, we're doing a quick game. It's an easy game. <laughs> So I want to try I want to try different games and if people have ideas for hundred based games I think that'd be good I would like to come back to doing a a fuck Mary kill at some point but for this week I want to try to play uh, well I'll say just because I have a kind of difficult one I'm gonna say the hundred twenty questions or I was gonna say hundred ten questions because but um, uh, actually no thirteen questions. Yes, oh my god! No, because that's the number. It's the good number oh, okay. for the hundred. Okay. okay, so the hundred thirteen questions. I have an idea. Wait, you have I don't f- get why it's one hundred thirteen. Because thirteen, like the thirteenth station and thirteenth clan and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Stretch, yeah. but okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. So you have thirteen questions to figure out what I'm thinking of in relation to the hundred. Yes or no questions. I assume people know what twenty questions is as a game. Um, I suck at this. All right. Well, you could come up with one, but I have a funny one, so I kind of want you to figure it out. <laughs> Wait, so yeah. I'm, I'm confused. Am I... You're what? asking... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just like anything related to the yes. 100? So it could be like wow. Polis, or it could be like a, a character, or yeah. Because this is easier than normal 20 okay. questions. Okay, <laughs> it is. All right, fine. Um, is it a person? No. Is it a place? No. 
<laughs> is that what you name it? Is it a thing? Yes. Okay. Got my nouns in order. I don't know. If you had said no to noun, I would have been like, I don't know. I'm up a creek without a paddle. All right. So it's a thing. Yep. Uh-huh. All right. It's a thing. Is it a physical object? Sure. What the? <laughs> All right. Sure. Four. Uh, this is number. Your four yeah, questions. I know. I'm also counting. Yeah, I'm um, just letting the audience know. Okay, yeah. fair. Because they can't count. I forgot the audience is here. Now I'm just like <laughs> frustrated. <laughs> All right. Um, is it a weapon? No. Is it a life-saving thing? No, but once you know the answer, that's a funny question. I hate you so much. I'm going to make you do squats when we get to the gym. All right. <laughs> oh, God. So it is, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. But it's not a place. Well, remember, this is funny. I hate funny. <laughs> That's so not true. I hate it when you try to be funny. How about that? Yeah. All right. Um, I hope the audience could figure this out. Is it... Is it Clark's boobs? Yes! Oh, my God! <laughs> and they are life-saving. How are they life-saving? They save my life every time I look at them. Was that seven? seven. You're just looking at my five. Oh my oh god. god, you're gonna have to edit the audio the levels audi- on that. The audience <laughs> is gonna enjoy this. Oh, uh, man. I hate you. I might even I was like, all right, just the look on a smug oh look god. on your face. I was like, this, this, has I might to even be. break this out as a separate audio file. Oh. You just put it on Twitter. All right, do both. <laughs> All I'm right. sorry, everybody. Thank I, you, guys. I have no control over Thank Dan. Thank you, guys. I think you'll enjoy that. And also, <laughs> I will be, I'll be honest. When I came up with the idea for doing 20 questions, this wasn't was my... Was it specifically no, no, to... No, I came up, first I came up with hashtag Endgame, which I thought was a fun idea. Then right. I came up with 20 questions, and it was literally just now as we were doing this that I came up with Clark's boobs. <laughs> All, right. All right. I'm really glad you got it. And uh, I feel like if you didn't get it, you would have been really mad at me. I would have been very mad, but that was the entire thing of like, <laughs> you're a smug son of a bitch. All right. Thank you guys so much for this. For, I can't speak. You're still giddy. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, may we meet again. May we meet again as she flips me off. <laughs>